Hello and welcome everybody wherever you are in the world. My name is Paul Ryan, I'm founder of PrescriptionRevision.com and I'm a GP and pharmacist based here in Ireland. I'm passionate about clinical pharmacology and therapeutics and really enjoy making the latest international guidance relevant to those of us at the coalface of primary care. So this is my third and final podcast on uh, gastroesophageal reflux disease in infants. And there are a number of different outcomes I want to discuss. Um, so f- I'm going to digress slightly and I'm just going to talk about solid feeds for um, uh, for the first few learning outcomes. I uh, I would have mentioned in the first podcast that the re- uh, that reflux um tends to resolve by 12 months of age and it's because um one of the reasons is because of the solid foods and the texture of solid foods so the first point is when should infants be started on solid foods the next one uh, how should solid foods be introduced the third learning outcome which which foods should infants be initiated on the fourth uh, discuss vitamin d in infants the fifth discuss red flags associated with gastroesophageal reflux disease and finally then discuss the risk factors that make gastroesophageal reflux disease more likely. So the first uh, learning outcome, when should infants be started on solid foods? Solid foods can be introduced from six months of age onwards. Just the point is that they should not be introduced before 17 weeks of age. Now, the latest guidelines do not make any differentiation between breast and formula-fed infants regarding the starting of solid food. If you look at the Food Safety Authority of Ireland, the guidance um, entitled Best Practice for Infant Feeding in Ireland from Preconception through the First Year of an Infant's Life, um, it it states that if a child starts to wake again at night, or if uh, the child no longer settles after feeds, This may indicate that it is time to start solid feeds. So all of this guidance is based around this document. Other signs include when a child puts objects in their mouth or shows interest in their parents eating solid food. Now in this instance, parents can think about starting the child on solid feeds as long as they are older than 17 weeks of age. Now the next learning outcome to discuss is how should solid foods be introduced? So the Food Safety Authority of Ireland states one new food should be introduced at a time. So with each new food spaced one to two days apart. It is important to introduce lots of new tastes and flavours and also ensure that there is proper texture progression as the child develops. The first food should always be soft and wet, so it should be smooth and lump-free. And you can use a blender or a plastic sieve to ensure this. You can mix the food with breast milk or formula feed to make it uh, um, to ensure that it's smooth. And also use a shallow plastic teaspoon when feeding the infants. The infants should be offered one to two teaspoons of food if the baby is keen for solids. If a child is taking five to six teaspoons of a single food a day, you can choose a second spoon feed. So the next learning outcome, which foods should infants be initiated on? So examples include 
pure baby rice, pureed veg vegetables. So which ones are these? So pureed carrots, turnip, onion, or sweet potato. Now the interesting thing is while potato is a suitable first food, if you blend it due to the high starch content, it turns into a gel or glue-like substance. So we might notice that when you're cooking potatoes, we say the next time at home if you over if you overcook them, which I often do. So so from a practical point of view, the potato is not good for pureeing alone as a single food. Regarding fruit, fruit can also be pureed including apple, pear or ripe bananas. When the baby is older than six months, um, meats such as lamb, beef or chicken can also be incorporated by using a liquidizer. Now it's easier to liquidize uh, meat if it's cooked like a stew so because the meat then is softer. So regarding vitamin D in infants, all infants up to 12 months of age should receive 5 micrograms or 200 international units of vitamin D irrespective of their feed type. So just to discuss the red flags associated with gastroesophageal reflux disease. So when parents come in with a child with reflux, you have to ensure that there's something um, that there's not something more serious going on if there are presenting with persistent projectile vomiting you're thinking pyloric stenosis if they've bile stain vomiting like bottle green i also like the fairy liquid green well then you're thinking intestinal obstruction or if they've hematemesis or if they've new onset regurgitation and vomiting after six months this could be a uti or if they've faltering growth or feeding difficulties or marked distress possibly cows my protein allergy and obviously, on examination, if there ever was any abdominal mass, that is a red flag. Now, the final learning outcome uh, is just to discuss the factors that make gastroesophageal reflux disease more likely. There are three main factors. Number one, premature birth. Number two, obesity. And number three, neurodisability. So that brings me to the end of today's podcast and the final of the three podcasts on gastroesophageal reflux disease in infants. I hope you found it beneficial and I'm looking forward to delivering my next podcast. Mm -hmm.